This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is uh, Chris Fairbanks. This is Karen Kilgariff. I I don't know why I say uh before my own name. It's as if I have to think about it for a second. But I feel like you've done it every time that way. Yeah, yeah. I I don't like us in speech in mm-hmm. general. Oh. But uh, for some reason, I throw one in right before my name. Well, it sounds thoughtful and it gives you a little bit of a Tom Proca feel. You yeah. Know, almost like a drawl. You're very serious when you introduce this podcast. A lot of what I do is an attempt to sound like a classic broadcaster. And so I'm glad you brought up Broca. I mean, <laughs> your father's influence is everywhere on this podcast. It and, is surrounding us. And in your life. Yeah. How's it going? In all seriousness. Yes. Great. <laughs> Stop being sarcastic because it's true. It, yeah. No. I'm being very serious Uh right now, Karen. My father's influence looms over me. (laughs) It's too bad you're being so serious because you have Edgar Allan Poe hair. So it's hard. hard. That that was going to be my Halloween costume. I did not participate this year and it felt weird. Halloween used to be a big part of my life. Making costumes was a big part of my life. It'll come back. It'll this year. The whole thing's a wash. That we're throwing entire year out. It doesn't count. It's not going to set any any patterns for the future. Right. I think everyone understands that. I, I did put on some skeleton gloves. These woven gloves that have skeleton print on them, but they're also my gardening gloves. And <laughs> I rubbed my eye and got dirt in my eye, and that kind of. That's how my Halloween ended with dirt in my eye. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a sad story. Yeah, it ends kind of sad. Yeah. Has a lot of potential in the beginning. You think the story's going to end well, and then it... Skeleton gloves. I mean, Jesus, what more could you ask for? Like, I'm like, yes, here we go. Finally. I know. The story Uh we're looking for. And then dirt in the eye. The end. Pagliacci. Okay, should we introduce our guest since he's just sitting here listening to us talk to each other? Yeah, it's hard to pretend. We used to pretend over audio that they weren't in the car at the beginning, but we're just sitting right next to you. 
He's a he's it's time. like he's haunting me like a ghost. He's right next <laughs> yeah. to me. I'm always And right. his influence. <laughs> <laughs> and his influence is always That's right. Bridger yes. is to my life as your father is to yours. They're exact parallel influences. Now, get Bridger, let's give him a proper introduction. Please. Please. You I'm- know him from the I Said No Gifts podcast. You know him from um, his work on many a television show, including, Chris, you take this part. Including, <laughs> he wrote on a show uh, that uh, I, I believe I was subsequently uh, cut out of. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> Corporate. Normal People Parenting. Parent. What was it called? Oh, Bridget, that you one. can jump in. Uh, uh, single Parents. But you were also. He born. wrote on Single Parents. There was a cold open scene. It was a long, it was like a scene from Children of Men. It was like a 15 minute <laughs> tracking shot. Through, yeah, ending with me breaking up with a woman. I, I understand for technical reasons. Am I right, Bridger? That's why it was cut out. It wasn't I don't my remember performance. It cut, but I don't remember much about it. So, uh, I, you know, I, in my mind, it, you're in the episode, and that's truly the only thing that matters with television. I got an email that said, sadly, you were cut from this episode. And I'm like, I was unaffected by it emotionally. <laughs> but, Until five uh, days later. But it was kind of cool to get uh, what was probably my last television acting job. And you were just there. You just happened to be there. Uh, well, I was there and I, you know, I, I put bugs in people's ears. I thought, you know, I saw that Chris Fairbanks was auditioning for this thing. And so I, you know, I got my fingers in the pot and I got you. Did in the you? Show. Did you? Oh, I did not know that. I was very subtle about it. I didn't act like we, we knew each other. I just. You goddamn sweetheart. <laughs> that's the guy we need to have. <laughs> Thank you, friend. I didn't know that. That well, makes listen, me feel I'm great. I'm your guardian angel. See, he I, influences everyone's life, not just mine. You're constantly hovering at the foot of my bed. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. It's just ready to deliver a vision. And, <laughs> and no, I, uh, you know, in these situations, you don't want people to know that you don't want the, the nepotism or whatever happening. So I yeah. just, I underplayed it i said oh that's a good audition that's a good piece of tape mm. and suddenly you and i are in a grocery store in uh where were we culver city at 6 a.m yeah 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 and, a somewhat familiar grocery store right i think it was like a uh, one of those shopping.com grocery stores or whatever they're <laughs> called i used to go in there across the street was my physical therapy therapy place after i got rear-ended and so i would go in there i would limp in there so i was familiar with the place i felt uh comfortable there clearly i think you made comments that i seemed comfortable on camera <laughs> well i was sharing the rest of the crew <laughs> yeah trying to get the perfect shot That's now is it true and chris you can attest that bridger's just a, a complete j- just a monster on set just <laughs> yeah at first, I just thought he was being quiet and thought, and then someone brought him the wrong coffee mm. and he slapped it yes. into their face. The cap flew off. They got first degree burns. Ooh. And I thought, Bridger has an edge and yes. I like it. I like that on a set. This guy's going somewhere in Hollywood. This abuse will stand. Yeah. <laughs> it will get him everywhere. Usually, you only get abuse from the first AD. Like, we got to do this, people. And they're yelling. <laughs> Richard does it as a writer. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. That's how I've made my name. And that's why I'm going places. So, Karen, <laughs> have you been in one of these? What is the place? It's like shopping.com or 
shopping cart, but it just happens to, or it's yummy.com or something. Yummy. It's like a grocery store, so it's not. Oh, so let's, it's like pink dot where it's delivery based. Yes. I think it started earlier than all these other things. Okay. Yummy.com. Yummy. Yeah, no, I can't go there because of the name. (laughs) I can't hold a bag that says yummy on it. (laughs) Nope. It is. Or where uh, people talk time. about the word moist. They talk about the word panties, of course. Yes. Yummy panties. should be at the top of the list for words oh. that should not. For perv be. words. Yes. Yummy oh. and cuddle. <laughs> Let's get rid of both of those words. Cuddle's pretty gross. Just send them into space. I'm- oh, and then what that- if you whispered? Sorry. <laughs> you whispered y- yummy while cuddling. Sorry, I had to get that out. Just a trifecta. Just a, And oh. can I just add the physical uh the physical equivalent which is a guy putting his head on a girl's shoulder which is oh, literally God. has sent me out of rooms before where I was just like no I, I can't withstand this. <laughs> God, it's so funny. I've never noticed how much I hate that and I just visualized it and man. Yeah. I'm in that club. It's hor- <laughs> it makes me feel like Anna Swan, the giantess of Nova Scotia. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Oh, boy. What are you doing now, Bridger? Are you just uh, like other people wondering where the work is happening? Or are you working? I just started a job last week. Thank God. It. Uh, I thought that I was going to be wrapping up the year with no job. But I'm back uh, on the show called Black Monday that I worked on uh, the second season. We're doing the third season now. Black Monday's great. Yeah, it's a wonderful uh, group of people. So it's it's nice to be treated like a human being. Is Janelle James back on that Janelle too? James is back. Yes, the best. Lester. I mean, we've got a lot of wonderful people here. Yasser is a real sweet person, right? Angel. Yes. Yeah, and such a good actor. Truly, we've all worked with him. Yeah, know him on some degree. Yeah. Do you think, Bridger? And I don't want to make this about me, but I should I take my first ever acting class? Oh. Maybe I should take an acting class. If I want to do acting things and be an actor person, I should probably get training. Well, let me ask you, do you want to learn to act or do you want to fill your time? Because I think uh, it's a time yes. Uh, yes, I do not care for the latter. I have plenty of things to fill my time. You've I, talked me out of acting classes. But hold on, because I think acting class in the time of COVID could be very interesting. The thing that used to drive me insane, because I, of course, was a theater major right. and uh, am of the theater. And the worst part about it is like being in the room with the people who have no shame and are there because they don't know the difference between negative and positive attention and so it's just eyes on me please i beg you but if it's covid um i feel like you would get much more information without all the distraction of say the girl that's lifting her knee up to her ear or a guy that just has a big leather jacket on that you can't stop staring at you know what i mean i feel like (laughs) nowadays you might just get that acting those acting tips right into your brain that's true it's very true and i I mean i guess the one thing that I think would be missing is I have terrible stage fright and I feel like an acting class for me would be just about diminishing the stage fright and in being in front of a computer screen what's going to happen right well you could get yeah. discovered Do you have it's funny fright? what uh, I don't I don't get actual stage I only feel comfortable on a stage with people you're that's it's the only place you're comfortable everywhere else he's miserable the thing that made, yeah, oh man, I'm a real <laughs> sad sack in most situations. Especially no, it, at yummy.com. <laughs> yummy. <laughs> if, if, 
when they're before a show, like I'm at a club somewhere and they're like, oh, the guy that usually does the announcements isn't here. Do you mind announcing the show before, you know, they won't know you're the headliner. Can you just say, hey, everyone, thanks for coming up. Here's tonight's MC. And I, I will break into a sweat. Nothing makes me more nervous than speaking into a mic hidden in the darkness mm. to an audience. Mm-hmm. If they can't see me, you know what I mean? No, that's it's just... I uh, applied for a job at a bank when I was about 18 in a, inside of a grocery store. And the interview, <laughs> the, part of the interview process was they put you on the phone that went over the grocery store PA and you had to make an announcement about banking. <laughs> and I, that's why I didn't get the job. I absolutely collapsed in front of the manager. And so, so I understand that feeling. <laughs> Yeah, I just am not a good announcement maker. I would feel like that level of the interview would be callbacks, not like the first right. interview. You get right on the horn and they just let you start talking to the entire store. That seems... should give you some heads up at the very least. Like, yes. Just know that when you're here, you'll be performing over the PA, announcing uh, mortgage specials or whatever. And You guys have seen the... Sorry to do this but you've seen the tiktok video of the guy that it's they're in costco and he walks up <laughs> he walks up and picks up one of the phones that is the public address system and farts into it <laughs> no, I, yeah, I didn't uh, see that and the employee there's an employee there that laughs harder than anyone that's what makes the video great it's just like this is my bus my buddy it's bring your buddy to work day and yeah. I'm going to let him fart in the PA. Let's have a good time. This is, it's so pre COVID. It's like just fart around and have a good time and laugh and spit. Yeah. <laughs> so much spitting, <laughs> farting. Oh, oh those um, days are gone. So Bridger, when you work on, you don't have to give us details about Black Monday because I'm sure you're under um, a lot of contracting that says, keep your mouth right. shut. Keep your mouth shut. Right. But so basically to be in, in a writer's room these days is being like we are now on a Zoom call for six this. hours? Uh, not for six hours yet. It's uh, uh, fortunately our bosses uh, understand how exhausting this can be. So, yeah. You know, uh, we're looking at like four hour work days, but it's very concentrated. That's why there's yeah. no screwing around. It's just you have to be paying attention the entire time, which for me is which I think probably for anyone is very difficult to do. And then there's also 12 people talking. So you're, it's a, it's a new rhythm that I'm getting used to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do you ever raise your hand? Do you, do you we feel like raise our hands? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the, I mean, Zoom should have a, like a hand raising feature or something. Yeah. Or a buzzer. Yeah. Your box yeah. should start glowing when you have something to say or. Yeah. I like the idea of a loud, but high pitched buzzer. <laughs> Every time. Like on Tic-Tac-Doe, when the, maybe like when the dragon would come up on Tic-Tac-Doe, there's a dragon sound when you want to share your idea? Tell me more about Tic-Tac-Doe. Okay. Doe as in deer, a female deer? No, as in doe as in money. So, it was a game show from the 80s that for some reason my family really loved. And we would watch it when it was on. I believe it was syndicated. So, I think it was on at like seven every night. And Wink Martindale was the host. Oh, classic. Yeah. And uh, he um, 
Wink Martindale was famous best friends with a, with an R&B singer. Now I can't remember who it is. And it's a really great combination. But anyway, he was a really cheesy, classic game show host. Two people playing. You would answer trivia questions that would come up on the board. And then it would reveal an X or an O, depending on like if you won and you were X team, then you would get your X there. And if you got a three in a row in any way, like tic-tac-toe, uh-huh. then you would win some kind of money or there was another round, I think. But you could get, if you picked one, the question that instead of a question coming up, it would just be a dragon in this really bad, like eight bit kind of thing where it'd be like, Arr! and then you'd lose all your money. <laughs> I feel like uh, with the name Tic Tac Doe, it should have been like an angry baker or something. Yes. But the dragon does not yeah. match the theme at all. Well, maybe the dragon's protecting a, a cave of gold. Sure. <laughs> Often, as they do. You know. See, that's why I immediately thought, I think it should have been an angry deer, and it should have been tic-tac-toe. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were at least two other options there that they could have easily gone for, and they went with a dragon. Maybe that was just... I feel like there's like a warehouse of game show pieces that you just go and yeah, they're like, who do you want? You can't have the uh, you can't have the whammy guy. He's taken. Um, yeah, you can't have you know. But that technology, I mean, I feel like there are a lot of '70s and '80s game shows that that technology could be adapted to Zoom to imp- to make this software better. Yeah, we've got Hollywood Squares. You know, all of these things. Yeah, that's... some of these to improve Zoom. Yes, I agree. yeah, that's a very good point. I don't know. I mean, everyone should have a buzzer. Hollywood Squares was the first Zoom. Right. It was. We should all have our full names in white lettering mm-hmm. at the oh, bottom of love. our squares. And we should always have Warpy Goldbarge in the middle for no reason. <laughs> Warpy Goldbarge should be there every show. There was a time that we were driving in San Francisco with a bunch of comics like... Uh, Morgan Murphy and Mike Birbiglia and Henry Phillips was in the back of the car and he was very drunk. I think <laughs> I probably was too, but we got in an argument <laughs> about Whoopi Goldberg. And I was, I was like, I don't know. I've always liked her. He's like, yeah, but is she funny? And then we were at a light and he rolled down the window and had the, the other car at the red light roll down their window. And he goes, Hey, do you guys like Warpy Goldbarge? <laughs> That's just how it came out. And I forever, Warpy Goldbarge <laughs> is my favorite. I can't not call her that. Oh, Warpy. Uh, we got to get Henry Phillips back on the show. It's been so long. Yes, yes. I, I, it's been a long time since I've even seen him. Uh, and he's uh, one of my best friends. It's so strange. Well, that's that's. That's COVID. That's 20. Yeah, 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 it is. That's how it, it is, is these days. So we Bridger, do you want to tell our listeners of Do You Need a Ride about um, I Said No Gifts? It, unless, if there are people out there that are confused, I think we probably have a lot of crossover audience. I feel but like there's a big crossover audience. I would hope. I think it's worth explaining. Okay. Yes. Walk us through. I Said No Gifts, which you both have been on at this point. Two beautiful gifts have been given to me by Chris and Karen. <laughs> Wait, sorry. What did Chris give you? Chris gave me a bottle of cologne, which um, <laughs> Jim has okay. been using to the point that I had to hide it because he sprays so much on himself. It's a good cologne. I it's looked it up. I, I didn't know it was supposed to be a joke gift. And then I looked it up and I was like, shit, look at the retail value. <laughs> Where'd you get it? <laughs> 
Uh, my manager, Jessica, just had it. <laughs> it was like in a severed bag. It was part, it was given to her and I regifted. And we so talked, of course, about regifting and cheap yes. gift giving and regiving of gifts that you've received yes. on Christmas mainly. But yeah, it, I actually, I smelled it and I liked it. This was very good. And now it's found a home where it has users. But I mean, I tried, <laughs> yeah. to, tried to demonstrate to Jim, who's my boyfriend, how the spray and walk through. Yes. It's not happening. It's for him it's a direct spray on. I think this has something to do with being Italian. I, Italian and from New York State, right? Yeah. This yeah. is just like you've got to be doused in cologne. <laughs> and it's also I've always found it wasteful. It is the way I do it, but when you spray it, half of it is just going on the ground. Right. That's for the best. You know. Yes, that's yeah. you've got nice smelling ground and a light scent. That's yes. what you I'm a, I'm I'm a real skin bracer, like young uh I I, I just spray it in my hand and slap it on my face. That'll mm-hmm. work too, or like spray it directly onto the finger and right. then, you know, just a little here and there. Yeah. But when you've got it just directly on your body and clothing, Nobody wants to be around that. Unless you're a smoker and then it smells great. (laughs) Then the combination of the two is like, hello, disco tech, Friday night. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Cigarettes and roses together. Please wear a V-neck sweater with no shirt on underneath. (laughs) I'm ready to party. I miss the club scene. I do too. We yeah. hit the clubs, the three of us, every Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Me with my open-toed shoes. <laughs> Car full of the club. Yeah, now every time I go to my refrigerator, I have to call that bottle service. <laughs> oh. I feel like, I mean, there are just so many empty clubs across the world right now, just gathering dust what and, are those yeah like? i know it's it's tragic it's it's uh it's hopefully some will survive because uh, there's some show i was watching and there was some club scene and of course aside from comedy clubs and bars in the 90s i've never been one to go to a club in fact i've had some horrible experiences like in clubs yeah. in sacramento when i was 18 or whatever where it's just like oh my god what am i doing to myself so it's but I saw I saw one on a TV show the other day and longed for it, like as if it was my favorite thing to do. <laughs> <You've got laughs> notorious clubber. Like, could you imagine walking into this high ceiling with this loud music is playing and everyone's dancing? It's just like, you mean your total nightmare of like, no, now it's the thing I want to do the most. I would kill yeah. that right now. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, the most normal thing I've experienced recently was forgetting this microphone at home and <laughs> You don't forget anything at home anymore because you're just home all the time. Yeah. I had to yeah. turn around and get the microphone. It felt incredible. Normal. Okay, wait. Did you we interrupted you trying to talk about your phone? I just avoid the subject. I don't want to tell anybody about this. You better <laughs> tell them. This audience needs to hear um, it. Um okay, yes, the podcast. I said no gifts, which you both have been on. Yes, yes, yes. Aaron gave me a, a star. So basically the the general conceit of the podcast is I beg, I plead with my guests, don't bring me a gift. Every <laughs> single time we've done, I think, 35 or so at this point, I've received 35 gifts. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole variety of things, from a bottle of cologne to a star named after me <laughs> to um, you know, somebody gave me a grape tomato. So there's just <laughs> a whole variety, a rainbow of gifts and uh we have a lot of fun. We have a nice time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not a, not a loud podcast. I wouldn't say it's a loud podcast. 
And no. that, that's by design. Oh, I thought it would be like morning radio, knowing your personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm waiting for the horn to uh, be delivered. Chris can come on and be your, your morning radio um, co-DJ. I would love that. Aruga! <laughs> that's right. We're coming. The jam. 88.7. <laughs> That would Traffic. be a podcast where you just combine a more uh, like NPR style host and a shock jock <laughs> and then just let them go. We were, uh, remember at the very beginning we talked about we were going to do a drive time, a, dr- a podcast that was drive time radio, morning radio. Oh, that would be remember incredible. it was like the first episode. I think we talked about. Yeah. Getting like sound effects in and st- and just like talking over each other and talking about topical weird news stories and stuff. <laughs> that would be so great. I got, yeah, yeah. I think that it's a great idea. We had a great idea. Yeah. It's still a good idea. It's in the bank. We we we've got that one to rely on if we need it later. Right. When- it's really jokey. Yeah. I think that you and I both like just being normal people talking as friends. That. Yeah, this is hard enough. I can't imagine how yeah, to exactly. go every fucking yeah. 10 minutes the way those people uh, seem to have to. Which which button is Homer Simpson saying mm, donuts again? <laughs> oh, it's so hard to keep track of these buttons. <laughs> I feel like I, I have let this podcast down because... Uh, on my before I set out to drive over here, I thought you know the the podcast has been off the out of the car for a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could bring mm-hmm. a little of this uh, seeing the world to the podcast. Maybe I'll observe what I see on the way over. Every five minutes on my drive, I remembered, oh, I should be observing things. <laughs> Did not observe a single thing for you outside of pulling into Karen's neighborhood and seeing a sign that said, uh, "Happy Fall, y'all." <laughs> That's all I've got. And. I kind of like that sign. <laughs> you miss because you miss the South. I, I when I moved to Austin and people were saying y'all, like if you're in a restaurant, the wait person would come over and say, "What can I get y'all?" And you'd be alone. They just say it to a seat, <laughs> and I'm like, "You can please never say y'all." I it bothered me so much, and now that I don't live there anymore, I. I love y'all. Yeah. I love texting it. I love reading it. I don't say it as much as I as I type it. I love the word. It's very comforting. I think yeah, it's nice. I like to say it. I I would feel like a complete fraud if I started saying y'all. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I think maybe that's why. We leave I, it to I'm the sign. Ten- we leave it to the yeah. autumn signs. Let them say yeah. it. We yeah, read yeah. it in our minds. Happy fall, y'all. I love it. <laughs> it feels great. Happy fall, y'all. If I haven't said it to either of you, happy fall, y'all. You know, what's funny is it's almost like you and I are in a car. I, let me it go like this. Feel like we're, we I know. It's actually a little bit more. Yeah. Like, a, like an old 50s movie mm-hmm. here. Yeah. When Karen and I were talking about ever doing live podcasting, uh, it reminded me of this uh I performance I did in eighth grade of uh, Little Old Lady from Pasadena. I think it's a Beach Boys song, or it's a band that sounds a lot like the Beach Boys. And I made a cardboard side profile of a car and sang it from the car. We would have to do something like that. And I think uh, Karen was right to say no, that is something (laughs) we will never do. Yeah. 
for for our live show (laughs) so we come out in a cardboard car no i just immediately (laughs) negate chris's idea no we're not doing that immediately i was like i understand i understand (laughs) why you're saying that not when we know people can drive a car through the side of an auditorium that's just a you know you see this in the news all the time car crashes through an auditorium (laughs) it happens constantly i mean that would be the live show karen and chris just careen through the side of a theater that's right or actually, in all seriousness, that would be a, if there was a car on stage. That was a prank we did when I was a, because I'm from the theater too. I don't know if oh, you know that, oh. Karen. Uh, or I was thespian adjacent. I didn't put enough hours in, but I was in plays with the thespians. And on uh, this guy, Matt, it was his birthday, and we carried his tiny little Porsche 914, the ugly little Porsche, Mm -hmm. which was liftable by just five people. Wow. We carried it from the parking lot and put it on the Sentinel High School stage as a prank. And then he came in the room and his car was on stage. I guess that was the entire prank. To me, that's not a prank. That's an inconvenience. (laughs) Yeah, it really was for him and for us. And I don't know that I think (laughs) that the look on his face, it was like we all knew it wasn't worth all the labor. Oh, I like it but as a surprise. If, if we did a live show and there was an actual car on stage, yeah, they have a back garage usually. Or we could just get one of those prop cars, you know, where it's the front of the car and we're sitting in it and then there's no back and the whole thing weighs 50 pounds and it's not a big deal. I, I like that it. Idea. Uh, there was a sitcom called My Two Dads. Oh, yeah. Uh, and one of the dads was a sculptor. Or he's an artist and he made furniture and it was like would be the front of a like the bumper and the headlights but it was a couch do right. you remember the show does yes, anyone do. know what i'm talking what about is the yeah. premise? yes I because imagine these were two homosexual it couples. was paul riser was one of the dads and greg evigan was the other dad wow. who was from bj and the bear um okay. and he if, I just, if i'm correct and then there was a little girl so it was like they the mother didn't know which one was the dad oh and so the mother dies and then they get together and even though they're fighting and they're like mm, i'm because they were like the odd couple paul riser was all uptight yeah. and greg evident was evigan was the artist dad with long hair <laughs> or yeah. a mullet and then the little yeah. girl's like i'm learning so much from two men yeah, it's a it's a sitcom premise that easily would be ruined by DNA testing. Now it's like watching forensic files or something. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that sitcom would not exist. The whole premise is gone. The second DNA is invented. By the way, up until now, I just thought it was Kenny Loggins was the other dad. Oh, the singer? Evgen looks like Loggins. Highway to the Danger Zone? Has Kenny ever yeah. grand showed into acting? I mean, he's he was in many, many videos, uh, music videos, music videos. He does roasters. That's Kenny Rogers. Wait, who, 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 <laughs> Kenny Loggins roasters. Highway to the Danger Zone is who you're thinking of. Or, uh, the Gambler is, is the who gambler you're thinking is of. Who I'm thinking of. And we're talking yeah. about you're thinking the Danger about Zone. The one who's produced a lot of horrible music. Me- well, yeah. well, actually, it's surprising. <laughs> there's us, Danger Zone. But... <laughs> There's the there's the Footloose song. There's the the song from Caddyshack. Like and a lot of them are like rock songs from my youth that he just was hired to write them for movies. He dominated I, the radio waves when I was young. He certainly did. Yeah. Yeah. Cam and the Fabulous Thunderbirds. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was that the official name? <laughs> I think so. The Fabulous Thunderbirds. I'm realizing now I've seen Kenny Loggins in concert at a uh, <laughs> Fourth of July concert in Utah called Stadium of Fire. Yes. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Donnie Osmond would come in on a helicopter dangling <laughs> from a rope. What? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we saw, of course, like the Mike Love version of the Beach Boys. Uh, boo. boo. I mean, wow. how did that ever happen? How is it? Was, he just turned it into like a franchise, the Beach Boys. Yeah, he just he yeah. went corporate. He wanted his Jimmy Buffett slice of the pie. It's so wild! How did Brian yeah, Wilson but, not just sue them into oblivion? Because Brian Wilson's kind of like, well, I did everything, and everyone knows it, yeah. and I've got other fish to fry. So you guys do go do what you want. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. I feel like uh, who's Uncle Jesse from Full House? He was on drums. John Stamos. John Stamos yeah, Scott, was on drums. Yeah, yeah. Album. Yeah. yeah, okay. I was going to say Scott Bale, but I see there's me. <laughs> Come that's, on, uh, big difference. That's, it's like it's like Loggins and uh, Rogers. It's that confusion. <laughs> yeah, yes. They're interchangeable to me. Oh, Stamos. I feel like Stamos is a, he must be a better person than old. I've Harry heard he's a great person. Yeah, I think he is. I, he has a good sense of humor. He's been... He's been around forever, and if you're a real prick, you're not around forever. That's the no. that's the deep dark Hollywood secret. Is the reason people go away sometimes is because personal reasons, and sometimes it's because everyone hates their guts. <laughs> yeah, and it's just yeah. like we're just we cannot work with that person right. ever again. Yeah, it's but called Jay, James Woods syndrome. James Woods syndrome. Also, yeah. here's what's funny. John Stamos volunteered to play Scott Baio when they were talking about doing a Happy Days reunion. That's incredible. He like got on Twitter and was like, I'll play Chachi. <laughs> so he knows they're interchangeable even. Well, he knows. He, he, yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows he's the better version. He's the great. Yes. I think Scott Baio is Italian. And yeah. Baio blocked me on Twitter in like 2011. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the first person to ever block me on Twitter. <laughs> How did, oh, he, like, how did we cross paths? He just hates your fucking comedy. It he's was like, uh, this shit. He's he's on the wrong side of politics, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he's you know I find there are the people who found this little like kind of dopamine hit of fame mm. by being contrarian and fighting with people and saying yeah. here's, here's the way it's going to go. Right. None of them planning that or doing that with any long-term vision because it's yeah. just like so what you're just going to keep on being this kind of flashpoint asshole it's right. weird it's it's weird it's so aggro it's crazy yeah, yeah Roseanne does it too yeah um, I found out James Woods was dating some this intern I worked with at, uh, like, like 10 years ago and she was the most annoying person I'd ever met <laughs> And well, she was she probably a, she was very irritated. <laughs> <laughs> but she's probably like a his age. Are shape ups yeah. those shoes that kind of rocked on the yeah. bottom? <laughs> yeah, there is there is Skechers shoe. Yeah, uh, I Skechers. Yeah, <laughs> they, they can. I was told when I first was having hip problems to wear something like a shape up. Really? And I said, I would rather have hip pain. <laughs> I'd rather have both my hips removed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to wear a, a, a shoe with a rocker sole. What that is a uh, is it supposed to just surfing make you, uh, reference? It just makes it harder to live, and so in that way, you're kind of like less hungry, and you're just more frustrated, and you're just kind yeah. of like, I'm just not enough, and I guess I'll ruin walking for myself because that's yeah. how much I don't deserve anything good. Yeah, is what my internal 
monologue yeah. when I bought them. That's from an yeah. internal document of the company. <laughs> <laughs> what do our customers want? Yeah, a shoe to that uh, shifts their focus. <laughs> it just shifts their focus from the problems they had to the new problem, yep. which is these shoes. Getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Getting across oh, the room okay. becomes a, the worst problem in your life. Thank you, Shape Ups. Yeah. Do you have problems? Well, welcome to the world of being heckled by your kids <laughs> in the privacy of your home. Uh, they come with a pair of transition lenses. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, <laughs> truly the worst. And to this day, people are still wearing transition lenses. It's. I feel like we got the word out and... I guess we didn't. I think there's some people who are just like, it's about convenience only for me. Right. And other than that, I don't care. And I think there are optometrists who are just excellent salespeople. They're yeah. Like, I think they're telling people they're not the ones who you, that you think they are. And then you put them on and then their transition lenses and you look like a creep. Yeah. There's, it, it's always like, ooh, someone's got a secret. <laughs> Someone at the business meeting's got a secret. A sex crime secret. It's never <laughs> enough sex secret. Yeah, it's not a fun, it's a fun secret. It's funny. I, there's a weatherman for Channel 7 here in Los Angeles that is, uh, I'm sure, a meteorologist. He's, he seems like a nice man, but he has transitions lenses and they're right in that mid zone where yep. they haven't gone full tint. Mm. And he's got hair that, He's got like a combed back, greased back mullet haircut. Oh, no. Is this Dallas Reigns? He know he's just a young guy that knows his weather. And the <laughs> other day I was watching him and did a voiceover and it was all about being some sort of a uh, murderer, uh, sex based murderer. Because uh, he looks like that. And then I felt bad because I was like, he's probably a nice man. And. Everyone is liking this Instagram post. What if he sees it? <laughs> so if you're listening right now, Mr. Weatherman, I don't know your name, oh. but just get new, new lenses just for the indoors. I mean, it's not worth, because this is the thing, like a guy like that on a set, well, then the, the lights are bright enough that your glasses think it's the sun. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't control these fucking transition lenses. They, they don't actually transition. They stay gray. So you just right. have this weird look about you that's like you're you're a little bit behind venetian blinds behind your yeah. glasses you're a yeah, little peeper you're a peeping tom from behind your own glasses always first for, for, for whatever reason uh his likability i guess the only person that gets away with them is jeff goldberg he's always been a slightly tinted glasses guy you know why because he always has like a weird orange hat on or something or he's saying something off rhythm that makes you forced to listen to him that's why i love his off rhythm off like those commercials he does for is it apartments.com i think so yeah oh does he do yummy for all we know (laughs) (laughs) but those the apartment.com ones make me laugh they're like good commercials. He's genuinely just yeah. a funny. The way he speaks is no matter what he says, it will sound funny. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes, yes. I, yeah, you do need an apartment, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, good. He is yummy. And then he's got oh, money to, He's got the money to buy nice looking transition lenses. I think that's the other. He's probably paying, what, $30,000 a pair? Easily. I mean. Right. Also, because his his lenses will usually be like they're going from light blue to dark blue. Right. As a right, yeah, just your yeah. standard algebra teacher, gray. <laughs> yeah. He's not. He's the only one that can afford iridescent transition lenses. <laughs> 
They're like comedian, chameleon, comedian, chameleon. Uh, let's call this whole podcast off. <laughs> no, let's ask. Let's get back to Bridger because he is the guest. Yes. Please put the spotlight back on me. <laughs> no, Bridger. In your 30, because this is your first podcast, uh, I said no guess is your first podcast it that you've is. ever hosted. In the 30 or so episodes that you've done, have have you had any experiences that were uh, shocking to you of being a podcast host? Anything that stood out or um, anything fun that you want to share um, of things that have happened? Oh, let's see. Things that... You and know, I can start you off with Emma Thompson, but you can start wherever I mean, you want. Oh, I mean, I, you might as well talk about Emma Thompson because thank you for bringing Emma Thompson into my life, Bridget. <laughs> right? I'm introducing this young star. <laughs> I I feel like she may be in a, a movie at some point. <laughs> she's, she's got charisma. she's got what it takes. She yeah, has what it she, takes. she has it. She's beautiful. She's intelligent. She's charming. <laughs> Let's put her in a movie. <laughs> Why not? Comedy? Why not? Uh, no, I mean, that was truly the wildest thing that's I mean, maybe ever happened to me outside of a podcast or not. Find out that Emma Thompson, I mean, Emma Thompson for me is like David Bowie level. Fuck she, yeah. Everyone loves this person. Yes. There's not a soul on the planet that doesn't like Emma Thompson. She's had an She won an Oscar for writing and acting yep. in the same film. That's she's right. So cool. And like, and I think for everybody, she's cool. Yes. So to find out that she yeah. was listening to my podcast for, I mean, it was like a month before she was actually on it. I was fully convinced I was being scammed and that it was going to be a scam <laughs> yeah. that ended in me killing myself <laughs> because I was yeah. so excited. I was like, Emma Johnson yes. is going to be on this. And then I, you know, we, because she was in Scotland, we had to record at 10 a.m. Or, or whatever. I woke up that morning. I was like, why didn't I verify this information? <laughs> I could be yeah. easily walking into a trap where... I will kill myself. After yes. That. Can I just yeah. say that I um, didn't listen to that episode for a while after it came out because for lots of different reasons, but it's, I do a thing where I pre-write things and then don't like them when I hear the real thing right. and I ruin life for myself that way <laughs> and have for many years. But this one, I just had this thing where I was so excited and it was such an amazing, um, the, like that story and everything that, the fact that it's her is just so high level, like, oh, primo, that I was like, you're you're going to listen to it and you're not going to like it. And so just don't. You know what I mean? Just like let it yeah, be what yeah. you think it is. Imagine. imagine yeah, because you feel like you can only be disappointed. And then I listened to hopes. it. You yeah. handled yourself so fucking well for I don't know. I would have been such a weirdo and I think done very badly. <laughs> Me too. You were Me so too. good at it, Bridger. And you were so like r right there. You were having the conversation with her but you were super funny so you, i could tell you were doing macro micro over and over with her it was just and it moved along um you know what i mean it was like we got in you got into it and you know had some fun but then it was like you guys really talked about stuff it was just like a true delight and of course the way she was on it was just exactly how i hoped and wished she would be and it was so fucking wonderful well i think that that truly only speaks to how cool emma thompson is because she's yeah. what she's a household name and she was totally normal and yeah. just nice and fun to be to talk to it was crazy yeah i've been more intimidated by people i've had other people on this podcast who no one's ever heard of god bless them but i'm <laughs> more uh, nervous with them because they bring a nervous energy emma thompson was just normal and wonderful and then we got to talk about vacuuming we i mean 
She loves the vacuum. I loved the vacuum. It was incredible. I felt like that we connected over Dyson vacuums, you know? Oh, that's terrific. So, uh, no, that was very exciting. And God bless her. I mean, we just, uh, we're all very lucky to have Emma Thompson in our lives. Yeah, her daughter sent me an Instagram message and said, uh, we liked your episode of I Said No Gifts. And I was like, oh, thank you. I didn't know who I was talking to. And then she sent a message a few days later and said, oh, we reenacted your fishing joke. We were fishing and my mom was pretending she caught a bird and pretended to reel it in and started fake crying. And I'm like, oh, what a funny mom. And then she said, my mom's Emma Thompson. <laughs> and I was like, what? The Wait, what? what? I did. Yeah, I wanted to fact check. And I did. And I'm like, yep, this is her daughter. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lovely. Yeah. And it's because your podcast. It's actually, because- we have Gaia to thank for all of it, oh, really. She's terrific. She's, she's out there. She is a grassroots district manager in the UK for, uh, before I said no gifts. Oh, absolutely. She's getting the word out. I mean, our listener base in the UK, I think we owe entirely to Gaia Wise. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, that that was exciting. And uh, trying to think of other things that have happened. You know, usually I'm shocked by like someone being on the podcast and the, the level of recording equipment they've brought. <laughs> I'm like, right. what were we thinking here? <laughs> Is this how you're usually speaking over your computer? But of course we are in a pandemic, so you just got to be, you got to just let it happen. Yeah. And whatever people bring, they're there. And as long as we can hear the audio on some level, yeah, uh, that's all I can ask at this point. Well, yeah, if it's any consolation, when I think back on doing uh, your podcast, I don't, I thought I was with you. I don't remember it being a Zoom thing. It just I mean, seemed natural. Crazy. Yeah, we were natural. It was so fun. We had so much fun. Were you in the studio? Uh, no, it was over Zoom. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Your it point just is. I see. I see. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, it just felt comfortable and fluid and fun. And Chris, and, I should say that since the last time I saw you, your gravity has finally kind of taken hold of your hair. Yeah, it's yeah. To fall down. It, it's great. It's starting, and I don't know that I like it, but I'm gonna <laughs> oh, keep no. going. You <laughs> I got a cut. There's like a, well, it's wet right now. Oh, it's wet. When it's okay. dry, it's there just a, offensive. It's got a, right now, it has a bit of a Johnny Depp and Sleepy Hollow feel. Oh, or, absolutely. Or maybe even a tad of like a Beethoven, young Beethoven. It's a cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was that movie? Uh, uh, is that Amadeus? No, Amadeus. that's Mozart. Mozart. It is Mozart. All yeah. right. Oh, is that guy was good Beethoven? and then he disappeared there is a beethoven movie called immortal beloved with motherfucking gary oldman oh my god stomping and throwing his head down on the piano like the guy from the muppets <laughs> 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 so you know the one puppet that plays the piano and gets really mad and then slams his own head on the piano yeah 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 that, he's, he's a bear <laughs> <laughs> no no you're thinking of Fozzie. wait are we talking about <laughs> oh god <laughs> No, there's another, there's a third Muppet. Miss, is it Mr. Teeth? No, no, no. It's um, <laughs> Sesame Street. It's like a Sesame yeah. Street interstitial. Oh. And there, it was this character. Yeah. And so it's a, it was one of more of the more 70s ones. And it's, a, I think he's blue. Yeah. I think he looks yeah, like. Yeah, he's just a Grover looking guy. Yeah, but he's, he, I think the one I remember looked like an actual man, but his face was blue. <laughs> and he starts to play the piano and then he messes up and then gets really mad and bangs on the piano. And it's, as a child, was so delightful. Oh, yeah. What, what, what message? What, what, how are they teaching kids with that? 
Um, don't get angry at your art. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, yeah, don't. If you're frustrated, you don't slam your head into anything. Although everyone will be yeah. watching it. Yes, it'll be really funny and good kid comedy. What is the clip? Which Muppet is it? Where have you guys seen this clip where he's talking to a sweet little girl and she keeps interrupting him in the middle of the alphabet? The little blonde and, girl? And then at the end, he's like, fine, I'm leaving. And then so the Muppet goes off screen and then she's like, I love you. And then he comes back and he's like, I love you too. <laughs> and then they kiss. It is, it, I, it makes me almost cry thinking about it's it. The it's cutest. the sweetest it's, moment. She, it's yeah. her with Kermit. So they're doing Kermit. a thing it and she's Kermit. giggling. Yeah. And he's pretending oh, to be mad. It yeah, is yeah. one of the like, those early days, Ses- I mean, I have to say, Sesame Street, I watched it every single day. Yeah. It was like the whole pattern of my day was like coming home from preschool or whatever and then yeah. I would watch can I would watch Sesame Street and then take a nap and it was like this whole <laughs> crucial yeah. but I mean there's certain like sketches from from 70s Sesame Street that I'll remember forever I feel like they'll yeah. be like my last it's memories. such an important show yeah uh, I'm glad it didn't get taken away when was it okay did George on, W. Bush want to get rid of, rid of it. Someone I think it's did. like it's on, well in the um, they wanted to defund public television, and Mister yeah, Mister Rogers went to the Senate and was like, "What up, yeah. fools?" And made everyone <laughs> that cry. is what he said. He had a gold <laughs> chain around his neck. He smacked the microphone down. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah, motherfuckers! No one ever thought he'd say that. <laughs> it's always a that's such a crazy move. Every time they try to defund public television because literally everyone loves these shows has some nostalgic attachment to them so it's just like we're coming to burn down the your house well and also some yeah. for some people and some kids like it's the only education or educational anything they'll get that isn't like buy this cereal it's mm-hmm. like it actually is you can sit there and watch stuff and then I, my dad used to force us to watch cosmos and it used to make me really angry and of course as a child because i was like this is so boring and it made me nuts well of course now it makes me feel smart and i know you know those like monologues by carl sagan about how we're all you know just little bits of stardust and all that shit that's like good stuff to have in your brain that yeah. my dad forced in there <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're uh, like playing chicken with you. I feel like Karen and I are in the car and you're also in a car. And yes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Footloose, you're in a tractor. I'm in a tractor. That's right. My shoelace is caught. You think you're I'm brave. Gonna... It's just your shoelace. <laughs> but in the end, I win the, the chemically hard... unbalanced girl. <laughs> in the end, you dance under sparkles. That was a perfect movie. I watched it recently. It is so good. It's so good. And he's so good. Kevin Bacon, come on. Yeah. When is he not good? He's always good. And as a youngster who could dance, and also I thought he could do all those gymnastics he did in the barn, yeah. which is that <laughs> dance number that ends in him just fucking going around and around on some barn pole. <laughs> First of all, how did that pole get there in that barn? That doesn't ever happen. Yeah. What's happening? And my favorite thing is he swings, his body's going forward, and he lets go. Uh, and his momentum could only be a backflip. 
out of it. But then the next shot is him just diving. <laughs> <laughs> and we all bought it. We're yep. like, yeah, no, he just flipped over and started diving. Sure. Oh, yeah. Just to let off some steam. Just he had to he's frustrated from the, the bullying. Yeah. The, the problem with getting rid of bullying is it's gotten rid of frustration dances, which was one of the best ways men could express themselves in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. I mean, when I got mad, I used to skateboard in a warehouse, uh, like in Gleaming the Cube. But it's the same, it's the same situation. It's the yeah. same feel. <laughs> in Gleaming the Cube, do a bunch of people go into a warehouse and skateboard? No, he goes by himself. He's mad at his dad. He's mad that his, uh, his stepbrother got murdered. Oh. There's a murder in it. It's a murder mystery. It's actually a Jesus. very good movie. I didn't. And, uh, Christian Slater's Gleaming the Cube? What does it yes. what does it mean when we say gleaming the cube? What does that mean? Nothing. I never knew. It was never a skate phrase. It was uh, it caused reluctance for me to watch the movie or <laughs> jump on board. No one knows what gleaming the cube means. <laughs> it's it's cheesy up. and I hate it. They should have called it something else. It's a jewelry term. Like a jewelry <laughs> yeah. gleams the cube. Yeah, yeah. It it's should have been not... called Ollie, 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 Ollie's. <laughs> Everybody do some Ollie's. That's the only skate move I know. Yeah. If it was called Everybody Ollie's and it was the same poster and everything, I would have seen it much sooner. Right. Karen, have you ever skateboarded? Well, funny you should ask. Uh, I, when I was 12, my dad, uh, one Christmas, I just had a, I was given a skateboard that I didn't ask for. I didn't know this. Um, it was a, a stingray. It was plastic. Uh, I know the stingray. Very narrow. And yeah. I. It's a collector's item, Karen. For real? Yes. Well, my mom threw it away because when I turned like 17, my mom was like, get all this shit out of the garage. And I was like, what's happening? What did yeah. I do? But um, I wrote it down to my friend Katie Newberger's house. She lived at the end of the street and are, of course, out in the country. Right. So the street had just been paved. And was then it grown. downhill? Did you did you bomb a hill? No, no, God, no. <laughs> I was, it, the street had just been paved, and then gra they had put some gravel over the top. I was this skateboard was so loud as I rode that yeah. there I was riding in the middle of the street because we were out. I mean, cars went by our house once every four hours. I was riding down the street real careful, but so loud that I couldn't hear that cars had lined up behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd stop traffic on that side of the road because oh, you were in the middle of the street like a goddamn bus. Yes, but only because <laughs> these were big empty streets all day and yeah. night most of the yeah, time. Yeah. And then, but this was like so, and I I didn't hear the, those cars coming, and the graveling and the rumbling like it was not a good surface to skateboard on anyway. Yeah, and then the sound went straight into my ears. And I, Permanent hearing loss. <laughs> I think yeah, that was the last time I rode on it. Well, the stingray of the ocean, it's not known for its speed. Is that true? It hides under the sand and it, the, the sand and stings your foot. That's all I know. <laughs> but it's notoriously loud. I mean, it's, <laughs> yes. It's so deafening. Yeah. It makes gravel sounds. It's weird. It's, <laughs> it's very weird. weird. One of my 
that when those uh, when they were doing the debates, one of my favorite tweets I've ever seen is someone said, Mike Pence looks like the underneath of a stingray. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he does. The best thing of all time. Oh, my God. That's the best. That is what he looks like. Because there is that little face under there. Yeah. Yes. The weird and he has a face. broad face. Let me explain how he looks like a stingray. <laughs> the gills. <laughs> yes. For those hey, the gills. that are <laughs> yeah, what else is going on Bridger what do you have any wisdom being we've all been in quarantine now for I think eight months since November 1st happy November everybody oh yeah happy November it's um November 1st. it's November oh, I 1st. just shaved off my mustache it could have been for cancer oh, uh, oh well what a waste I can't grow a mustache so I've never uh looked into that the growing a mustache for cancer I it's ridiculous no one's ever donating to cancer. It's for testicular cancer on the heels of breast cancer awareness month. So it's like taking the wind out of that cancer awareness is sales. Yeah. It's silly. And it's just a reason for people to grow a mustache. Yeah. I shaved mine nice. off in defiance. Good move. <laughs> yeah. But, do, but Bridger, do you have any, any COVID quarantine I don't know, overall, how weird life is right now, advice? Oh, let's see. Like, how are you coping, would you say? I'm uh, I'm eating, I'm making tacos at home five days a week. <laughs> I will buy a, listen, if you can find a good homemade tortilla mm -hmm. to purchase, absolutely mm -hmm. do it. Because that's going to get you through Monday through Friday. The meal will be the exact same thing and you'll like it every time. Sorry, are you saying that you're buying tortillas like in your neighborhood? Well, I'm buying them from a, a local place that makes them. And yeah. I feel like I, we need to get the word out to Mexican restaurants. Make your tortillas. Really? Yeah. You're going to buy them from a factory. Your The quality of your food will be diminished by at least 75%. Wow. You have a nice tortilla you've made. That's a, it, I think we've underestimated it too long. Okay. I'm probably preaching to the choir to a lot of people that already know that. Oh, yeah. But if you buy a tortilla, who cares what's inside it? <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing with bread. You put yeah. a sandwich yep. on good bread, again, who cares what's inside it? True. So that's, I hear you. that's been, for me, a huge win. I'm making tacos nonstop to the point that Jim <laughs> uh, is upset. <laughs> <laughs> the old taco fight. What else is going on? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Thing, other things homemade tacos as a coping mechanism i, I mean homemade um tortillas i love this another thing i found you know i make a lot of cookies yes i do I know recently that. transitioned to using a bread flour for a cookie mm. and this has changed my life a what's the difference bread flour uh, it's just there's something extra special about it it tastes way better really i'm not kidding I, you know, I've, been, I've used all-purpose flour my entire life. I've now, I will swear by bread flour for the rest of my existence. You're Is, getting a, a more toothsome treat. Oh. Let's call it a toothsome treat. <laughs> okay, I mean. And what is a bread flour? Uh, that, to me, I have no idea. You just go to the grocery sure. store, scan the shelves. You're seeing all-purpose. Okay. You're seeing whole wheat. You're seeing bread sure. and cake. Gotcha. I like the bread flour. Do you think it rises better? Does it make them cakier? It doesn't make them cakey. It makes them more like bread, I guess, which I don't know if that sounds good to people, but I'm shocked by the way it tastes. It's wonderful. It's like a fully different cookie for me. Wow. I've made enough cookies at this point to say I know how to make a cookie. Yeah. I mean, the one time I made cookies for someone else, they were horrible. And so <laughs> that person, if you talk to them, 
don't believe what they're saying. Because I was trying to show off, I put in too many ingredients, and I ruined the cookies. I didn't taste them before I gave them to them, oh. and then I was humiliated. That's something you need to do. Before you make something for somebody, before you give it to them, taste it. I'm sorry, you made cookies for someone and ate none of the dough or the baked cookies? Not until yeah, after that... I gave it to them. Oh, I, had the, I was mortified. I was like, this is not a good product. <laughs> And they're prob- they're over there being so polite, saying these are good. These taste like garbage. Were they chocolate chip? They were chocolate chip, but I also put in um, espresso powder. Oh. Which I thought would deepen the flavor, but it just made them taste like chalk. Yeah, I wouldn't. Espresso powder you put in brownies. Oh, okay. That's good. Okay. Did you call and say, hey, I have to say I apologize for these cookies. I, I just tried call. one. I should have called. <laughs> I texted <laughs> I, I know that's something that's a text worthy, but yeah, you can text. I yeah. probably should have written a letter <laughs> <laughs> uh, of apology, a formal le- yes. letter of apology. <laughs> I should have had my lawyer contact them and let them know that there would be compensation. <laughs> uh, I sent a text and it seemed to do the job. You know, What's fun? Sorry, were you? I wasn't going to say anything. I was looking at the beautiful sunset. I know that we're, we're <laughs> experiencing quite the sunset over here. Do you want to see it? Yes, please. I didn't know this whole time you were looking out a window. Yes. Oh, wow. Glorious. Isn't that nice? That's a little bit like going on a drive. Christmas. <laughs> it was like a little experience. Oops. Oh, shit. Are you there? I am still here. Oh, You're still there. Okay. Okay, wait. Yeah. My picture cut out. I think we're fine. I clicked on something. Sorry. We just saw uh, <laughs> web browser, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to say what I saw. <laughs> You oh, that looks sick to my stomach. <laughs> I when we sat down in front of this computer, and we both so we set up all our stuff, and we're just like, "How are we going to do this? This is so weird." And then I clicked on something to to open the emails so that we could go onto this Zoom, and it went onto my Google search. So we were both just staring at the Google search. Do you want to tell everybody what it was? Here had been Back to the Future character. <laughs> There was like a Wikipedia of Back to the Future characters. Karen, do you want, I mean, can we get into it or is this something, a private matter? No, no, we can get into it. I, um, I'd love to defend myself because I didn't even think about how that it could be interpreted in other ways. And of all the things you could be embarrassed by when you open up your browser, um, I, I had made a reference in this thing I was writing and I said, it's just like when Marty McFly is disappearing because it's the same feeling. And then I was like, wait a second. Was his name Marty McFly? And then I had to, because like, I, all of a sudden I couldn't remember. I was like, I don't want to, I want to make sure I'm referencing the right person. You guys, the recording yeah. stopped. Just now. Oh, it just yeah. stopped right now? Just now. Oh, perfect. Well, I mean, not perfect, but at least we caught it and weren't talking. I have bad news also. Wait, what? <laughs> What's your... Mine also has stopped. Oh, really? What's happening? Wait, when did yours stop? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> this is first guest back, and we fucking fifty so know, hard. I know, I know. I I just broke out into a sweat, and <sighs> I feel really good. Well, so I mean, we horrible. have recordings of everybody, so up to this point, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone will be mad. We can just, I, we can have a disclaimer, maybe, or <laughs> yeah, just transition I mean, to Zoom. Let's just eat, leave all this. <laughs> in. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, I really, I, we might as well. I'm, I really apologize, you guys. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. 
AR. <laughs> oh, God. Bridger, thank you. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn Uh, with Karen and Chris.